Hi, I'm Susan. Thank you for joining me again as I think aloud about all things languages. The aim is to offer my thinking as a sort of launch pad for you to clarify your own ideas about languages. And I'm hoping that by listening to me, you might talk back silently or aloud about what you think. You can argue with me in your head or, again, aloud if you want to. Um, And these ideas are my current ideas, my current thinking. I'm always developing and reading and reconsidering things. Also, my ideas are not necessarily reflecting those of my organisation, which is Drossel, Diocese of Sale, Catholic Education Limited. I talk a lot about scenario practice. So in this podcast, I'd like to talk a little bit about the things that I'm finding could be blockers for scenario practice. I'm quite inspired by the phrase, if Henry Ford asked people what they wanted, they'd say faster horses. When anybody develops something new, there's this really interesting interaction between the users of whatever existed before and the future that comes through that because the people who are the existing users haven't necessarily seen the potential of something that comes up that's developed, um, a new invention, say, or a new idea. And it's not until that idea sort of gets a little bit of experience in the world that the potential within that idea really starts to blossom. My idea about scenario practice hasn't come from nowhere. It's definitely part of what I've learned from Jen Brown Omichi when she was the leader of languages at Max. And I was in Max at the time. Um, it was about student generating their own language. And she had lots of ideas of ways to help stimulate that. The scenario practice, uh, it's not exactly a method, but the scenario practice idea of providing students with a prompt that could be any sort of prompt rather than just a picture prompt, which is kind of where it was originally. And for students to think of the language that they already know, rather than using language that you give them to try and put together new creative sentences. But the general idea that students create sentences for themselves is a really important key piece of this. If students are only learning set phrases, even with substitutions, then they're very limited in what sort of situations those phrases could be used. However, if they learn the concept of being able to use a phrase, they're much more likely to be able to manipulate any sort of language, not just the language we're teaching them in their schooling time, but any language in their future, and try and put things together to make meaning and to communicate in whatever situations. But there's some blockers. So one of the blockers that I'm noticing from people I speak with 
is they feel worried themselves as teachers if they get something wrong. So they want to be prepared with the sorts of words and the sentence patterns that they might be encountering before they enter into a situation. <clears throat> the, I, this is really understandable, kind of. It's not something that's natural for me. So I need to move out of my own experience to really value and acknowledge the feelings that people tell me about when they're feeling uncomfortable about putting something together when they really have been given almost no structure around that. At the same time, I wonder if it's actually a really, really important thing to do. In life, we end up one way or another in situations where we're not necessarily got the preparation behind us. And I think that think on your feet, problem solving experience is actually a really, really important social emotional experience to have. If we can put together a safe cloud, um, magic circle sort of space around the possibility of doing scenario practice, of putting words together completely on your own, not knowing if they're going to work or not, probably knowing that you're going to be wrong and being okay with that space of being wrong. I think that is a really important space to allow yourself as a teacher to go into and to enable that for your students. Not to stay with something that's incorrect, but to allow the possibility of being incorrect for now so that you can then experiment with how to go a little bit further towards being correct. How might that sit for those people out there who kind of feel a little bit uh, shifting in their chair and shuffling their feet and um, putting their heads down and kind of, you can't see me and if I can't see you feelings. Would it feel better if there is that safe space? I literally sometimes draw a magic circle around my students and say, this is our safe space for making mistakes. Let's be creative. Let's see what you do. A second potential blocker in this is around not knowing the language well enough yourself as a teacher. There are quite a few of us in this diocese who are the most beautiful, brave people who've taken on languages without necessarily knowing languages, knowing that language well themselves. And even within that group, there's also this other group where people say to me, oh, I know I know the dialect, but I'm not really, really confident with whichever language. Or like me, we can have fairly confident conversations in that language, but we're not always correct. And we also need to check in about details of grammar and so forth. It is completely fine to not know everything. 
In fact, more than fine. When you don't know everything, then you have that opportunity to be in partnership with your students, to be curious about the learning process, to speak out loud about what's going on in your head when you're not really quite sure about something. When I suggest scenario practice, it opens the possibility of a lot of different vocabulary options. It opens the possibility of grammar patterns that you may or may not be completely certain about. And just being willing to not know and then check in with somebody who does know and bring that back to the students so that it is a space for everybody to learn together. It's a really important component. If you know somebody who is very competent in the language that you're teaching, well, perhaps you can ask them if you can check in with them. If you don't know somebody like that and you need to find somebody like that, there's amazing online opportunities. Italki and Preply are two of the possible online tutor services available And it's really, really easy to sign up to them and build a relationship with somebody. You might even only check in with that person every now and then. But to just have that list on your classroom wall of curious questions I'd like to ask a expert in our language and then come back to the students with that new knowledge. It's a really powerful way of demonstrating learning behaviors and modeling learning. So have a think about that one. There's actually two more things that seem to me to be blockers in using scenario practice, but that is my 10 minutes done. So I will put them into the next podcast. I hope you'll come and have a listen to that one too. Jane.